Welcome to the Moments of Joy podcast. This is your host, Camille Joy, and I'm here for another episode of the Moments of Joy podcast. If this is your first time listening, thank you for choosing us. We will not disappoint you. I want to welcome you and offer you the chance to go back and listen to all of the wonderful episodes and the many guests that we have lined up for you in the archives a lot of wonderful stories that we have here for you to experience motivation encouragement and inspiration this is episode 16 and i'm excited guys welcome back mvp listeners today i have a very special co-host with me none other than my husband marcus robinson Hey, what's going on, good people? <laughs> and we're here today to, together, which is so wonderful and so special. Yeah, it's a little different. <laughs> so I, I mean, I know I'm not going to be as good as her, but bear with me, guys. So today's episode is titled Give Thanks, and it's dealing with holiday depression. And so, you know, guys, we start off every episode with a choose joy moment. So we're going to go ahead and hit that. Our choose joy devotion comes from a three minute devotion, small little book that I found in the grocery store that costs $4.99. And I leave a link to it in the description of every show. So if you want to find it, you can go ahead and buy it yourself on Amazon. Pretty cheap, but gives you some encouraging words three minutes for the day today's choose joy moment is called unchained the spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again rather the spirit you received brought you about your adoption to sonship and by him we cry abba father that's found in romans 8 verses 15. do you struggle with fear Do you feel it binding you with its invisible chains? If so, there is good news. Through Jesus, you have received the spiritual sonship. A son or a daughter of the Most High God has nothing to fear. Knowing you've been set free is enough to make you cry, Abba, Father, in praise. Today, acknowledge your fears to the Lord. He will loose your chains and set you free. Lord, thank you that you are the great chain breaker. I don't have to live in fear. I'm your child. I'm your daughter. And you are my daddy, God. Amen. That was good. I like that one. This little four ninety nine book comes in. What the kids say, babe? Clutch. Clutch. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, we started hearing our teenagers use that word. Now we try to use it. <laughs> So, guys, 2018 has been such an awesome year as we reflect. Everybody has so many ups and downs throughout your year, every year. And so, this year, we want to be sure 
not to magnify the things that have gone wrong, but to focus on the things that have gone right. For many people around the world, the holiday season brings about holiday depression. And so how I got my co-host here, Marcus, is that as I was talking about this, I looked at him today and I said, babe, have you ever experienced holiday depression? And he was like, yeah. So I said, you should come on and be my co-host today. And he agreed. Yeah, I agreed. (laughs) (laughs) So. It was a very interesting topic. Yeah. So what are the causes of holiday blues? Stress, fatigue, unrealistic expectations that we put on ourselves, over commercialization, financial stress, the inability to be with family members or friends. And I think not me not being able to be with a family member or a friend is a major major reason. One of the top ones that I believe brings about uh the most relevant holiday depression um you know even right now we're coming up on thanksgiving and um i even had a co-worker you know at work who was like really looking sad and so after talking with him a, a few minutes he described to me the pain that he was feeling in dealing with separation from his family members and so the holiday season It's definitely a time where, through the media, love, joy, family time, family gathering is is really magnified. So it's easy to slip into um, holiday depression. Yeah, so I know when when I was dealing with it, and still dealing with it, um, was right after um, the passing of my brother. Uh, which was my twin brother, by the way, which was uh, a couple of years ago. And um, it's just different. You know, we all used to go to my mom's house for Thanksgiving, Christmas, and, you know, just to make fun of her. <laughs> <laughs> make fun of her because she always complains about cooking and being on her feet and her knees hurting and yada, yada, yada. So, you know, our siblings couldn't wait to, for us two to get together. You know, just to make, you know, everyone laugh. And um, it just hasn't been that way. Um, so it can it can make you, you know, like kind of fall into a, you know, just a weird funk. Um, and holidays aren't supposed to be about funk. But, um, yeah, it makes you, it, well, it makes me, you know, it made me jump into a funk that I tried hard to not be in. Um but it's, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult now. Um, it's still fresh, fresh for me. So I'm still, I'm still like taking it all in. And, um, I know that's really hard because I know that after the passing of your brother, I don't have a twin. I have a, I have two sisters and I'm the middle. So, you know, me and my sister always call each other, you know, at the memory or the, thought of something in our childhood and I know that you did that with your twin brother so we me and um, my sister oftentimes say we can't um we can't even fathom or think about how difficult um it must be yeah um like for our birthday we used to <laughs> see who uh would say happy birthday first 
and it would be like midnight and we'll both get a text at the same time because we wanted to beat each other saying happy birthday you know so i don't get that anymore and um one time my sister did it you know just to to fill in that gap and it was cool and it was sweet um but you know what's helping me though to get through it is to focus more on the positive stuff like there's way more positive than there is negative and even though that's a huge negative in reality there's people here that still need me and they still need me to be me they need me to be positive they need me to be strong they need me to be you know funny and provider and just a comforter and you know protector and all that other stuff so you know you just can't focus on that on that negative and what's not here just what helps me is to focus on what's here like what's in my face how many years now um is it that your brother has been gone like two so this would be the second holiday Mm -hmm. I think you really have a gift, though, of um, focusing on the positive of any situation. Even, you know, this is my husband, guys, so he's oftentimes telling me, Camille, you need to be positive. As positive as I think I am, he'll he'll check me in the moment and say, hey, that's, that's, that's not really positive. So you, you have a gift of um, being positive. And for people who kind of find it hard to find something positive around them, you know, um, what advice can you give them? Some people just don't have that gift. Yeah, well, I never, I never even looked at it as a gift. I, I think for me, is it? I've been through so much negative stuff in my life that I gotta. It's the feeling when you're when you're negative and you're in that funk. It has a feeling like a weight, and you know, to me, it's like all right. You have a choice to choose that feeling, and that weight, and the funk, and the attitude, and the separation that it it brings, or you you can choose not to, and then you'll accept all the the good stuff that happens as a result of choosing not to. So I think over the years I've I've just learned to choose not to and I kept seeing better stuff happen because I made that choice versus choosing to be in the funk and then watching people separate themselves from me or you know walking into a room and not being the cause of that room atmosphere to change for the positive, but because you walked into it, it got lower than what it was before you walked into it. Mm. Like those are choices and you have a choice to, to either be a light or to be, you know, someone that's always absorbing someone else's light. And I think I, I just chose to, to be a light. So anything, anything negative that comes up, I, I try my best to look at it from a positive perspective. Um, because life, man, it could just be extremely tough. And you just can't live every moment in a negative space because um, it, it does nothing for you. And it definitely doesn't show the Christ in you. So that's been like my breakthrough. Number one, getting saved. <laughs> like saved for real. And number two is just accepting that there's a, there's a choice that you can make 
to not be in that in that way. And there's there's just some people that don't have a choice. And, you know, there's medical reasons too for being for depression. Depression is is something serious, and it, and it has like medical conditions behind it as well. I I've been depressed, and I I've had to see um, therapists and stuff like that, and um, it's all been helpful. But I haven't. Thank God I haven't had to have medication or anything. I'm I'm glad you said that because people of our culture, we get stuck in like this thing, and I don't even know where it comes from. But we don't we don't like to go to the psychologist or like we just think it is something negative that you know there's something wrong with you. But in dealing with depression, it could really lead to so many other things. I can't. I, I think I can't really relate to anyone dying, but I do um, relate to separation and having to be separated from the children during the holidays um, and their birthdays and Mother Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. You you continue to press on and live through the times that are depressing, but I literally remember having to go to my mom's house on my first Mother's Day without them and just scream and cry like and just cry it out. Like sometimes you just need to do that. Mm-hmm. And you know sometimes you just need to release the pain and that's okay too. And then but you can't stay there. You know? Yeah. I think that's, that's the key. It's just You can visit for, for a moment but don't don't set residence there. I like that. Don't set residence there. Um, because sometimes it, it's a physical pain and a physical um, reaction to the separation. It's we're human beings. So we need that touch. And sometimes it is a physical reaction um, to being separated. But like he said, um, Marcus said, surrounding yourself with um, positivity and not focusing on the negative helps. So, like, what makes you happy? What makes you smile? Um, prepare yourself ahead of time. Like, you know this is your time. Do you know that, okay, well, holidays are coming, and I'm going to get sad. So, what makes you happy? Fill yourself up with that. And not really, like, something that's going to bring about destruction either. <laughs> so, not like you're going to, like, drink 50 bottles of vodka you know I'll make you happy (laughs) make you go have to go to the AA program (laughs) so um so um how has it been for your family structure it's you know in dealing with your brother's loss you know I know that's a shifting of your family in your family you know your holiday activities and what adjustment um, has that been for you? Well, it's been different. That's all. It's it's been really different. Harder on my mom than than on the siblings. Um, it's been different because uh, it's it's not the same. And it's I don't think anyone wants to pretend, you know, like like there's a way to get that back because there there isn't a way to get that back. So it's just it's all different it's different but you know someone has to be positive someone has to be the light someone has to initiate things and 
you know, it's just tough to, to uh, take on that role, take on that responsibility to say, you know what, this year I'm not going to be the one that's soaking. I'm going to be the positive one, and I'm going to try to get the family together. It's tough because you, you're still hurting. So what I do is I just think about the memories and think about the great times, and that seems to help a lot. I know that there are a lot of people that can relate to this thing. A lot of people, even like parents. I was talking to a parent the other day and like parents take on a massive amount of um, depression during the holiday season because they can't um, perform. And then they place unrealistic expectations on themselves. And it's over commercialized. <laughs> I used to be there. Yeah. I used to be there big time. No matter how, it's tough. How they suck. Well, they don't suck. I'm sorry. Listen, audience, they don't <laughs> suck. They're great. But it it it's just difficult when you don't plan ahead. You know, you put the little uh, Christmas. Um, what's that thing called? The Christmas club funds. Mm-hmm. Those funds together and. You know, you, they sound like a great idea, but you don't follow through with it. And then, boom, November comes. Well, for me, like the second week before Christmas comes and you're trying to do your <laughs> shopping, it's just, it gets tough. And then when you're not making the same amount of money, you know, or, you know, it gets real and the bills get big. And, and you know, it just it gets really, really, really tough. And you just don't want to disappoint anybody. I was there. I used to be like that all the time. Um and then I grew out of it. <laughs> yeah, parents. So, like, parents, and set realistic goals for yourself. And sit down and tell your children, realistically, what can happen. You know? And don't take on the, the, um, the shame or the, you know, that, that. I'm an awful parent yeah. because I couldn't get the. The, the transformer. Yeah. No. And you know, these kids nowadays, they don't want a transformer. They want an Apple Watch and they want mm-hmm. iPhones. And you know what? Some people can't do it. Some people cannot do it. And you should not feel um, upset and ashamed and sad and depressed now that you're unable to deliver. Because, it, anyways, that's what not what the holidays are about, right? Right. <laughs> Christmas, you you can teach your children what the real meaning of Christmas is. You can during um, you know, this holiday take the focus off of gifts and focus on um your what you have to be thankful for. So I the title of this podcast was called Give Thanks because we want to focus during this holiday season on the things that we can be thankful for. So, for me, you know, I am I'm thankful that my children are here and living, um, that we've made it through just about another year. It's almost the end of 2018. So many things have happened, you know. At the top of the year, what, we... I was promoted to executive chef. Mason, our little one-year-old, he made it through. Three heart surgeries. Three heart surgeries and major open heart surgery. You know, babe, the other day I watched an open heart surgery. 
God. I couldn't watch that. <laughs> I had no idea, like, how his little chest was open. I watched the saw, how they saw the... Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to hear no more. No, I'm good. <laughs> and I was like, my baby made it. And he's running around like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And he has a little superhero scar. That's what I told him. That's what I said I would tell him that it is. He's very aware that it's there. Mm-hmm. He's that always Iron touching Man. it. Yep. So I'm going to tell him that that is his superhero scar. So, babe, do you have any advice for everybody about just giving thanks? I try to wake up every morning and find five things to be thankful for. There's five things, and I say it out loud that I'm thankful for these things. And and I make sure that I say it before I start my day. Because it kind of reminds me throughout the day. It's kind of set your precedence to... No matter what happens, you still remember these five things that you are um, thankful for. That's good. I didn't know you did that, babe. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you everything, babe. <laughs> that's pretty dope. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, five things. So mm-hmm. you wake up and, you, of course, you ask for forgiveness for your, your sins and stuff. But then you just say, Lord, I thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you for this. I think. And force yourself. Because even on your worst day, I think it helps me with my attitude. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, and it's so much to be thankful for. It's so much to be thankful for. I know that as a parent and as just a person in general, paying your deal, your bills and dealing with financial stress is really big. It, it can really weigh you down, too. That's another one of the re- reasons for holiday depression. But focusing on and finding the positive things, even if the negative, like, outweighs the positive for a second. Like, okay, I'm up, I'm breathing. This is not the end of the road. You know, there's more after this. We got a new year coming. New, new um, adventures that I will, that will happen. Like, in 2018, so much happened. So many blessings, so many, um... Things that were learned, even in your career, if you think about where you were last year and where you are today. So many things um, to be thankful for. So give thanks in all things. And, um, you know, you don't have to deal with holiday depression. It's a choice. Is it a choice, babe? It's a choice. And keep in mind, too, it's, it's just a day. It's a day that's been so commercial, commercialized. You know, it's just a day. Um, you said something babe, about about like careers and and stuff like that. It's one of the things that you could do is just focus. You know, a little bit harder on a certain goal or a set of goals, and don't wait to 2019 to execute these goals. You can start now. You know, sometimes you can give your mind something else to think about. You won't be thinking about the things that make you depressed. Right. You know, and um, like like we said before, we are no counselors. So do not be ashamed to go and talk to someone, too. If this is holiday depression time for you and you and you don't have anyone, you know, yes. Talk to King Jesus. (laughs) Read your word. Yes, but you know what? 
it's okay to talk to someone else too. Things that that really help with uh, seasonal depression too is exercise. Does exercise help, babe? Mm, the seasonal depression? Holiday depression. Oh, holiday depression. Does exercise help? It'll help after I finish eating all that food. <laughs> Getting enough sleep, babe. <laughs> yeah, sleep. Yeah, that would help. Sunlight. And I'm reading off the line, <laughs> if you're wondering. So getting sun with, it helps with depression? Yes, enjoying the sunlight. Mm. Adjusting our expectations, I said that, yeah. And you know what? This is a good time to draw closer to Christ. Ultimately, through everything, he desires to be first in our lives. He desires to be the one that we lean on. And um, he desires for us to put our hope and our trust in him. So it's never the end of the road. And he's here for us and he's very real. You know, I, I think too, um, I think a lot of depression, well not a lot of depression, but sometimes people go through spiritual depression where they think they've been forsaken by Christ or by God. And um, I think that that was that was the case with me because um, I, I I almost lost my faith in that. Um, and I don't know if maybe I lost it, but it was a temporary insanity type situation where I just, you know, for, for a season just wasn't interested, you know, because um, I was angry. And I think, and that's a real emotion. It's a human emotion. It's raw. People can't tell you not to be. Um, because you people get angry. The Bible says we get angry. Um, but you know, you just you kind of have to get out of it. Just like if you was angry with your spouse, you're not gonna just divorce your spouse because you're angry. You're gonna get over it and then you know have a conversation. So I think that could be one of the causes too of the, the depression. Is just momentarily you just kind of lost your faith for a little bit. Yep, guys. So. My hope and my prayer with this episode is that we give thanks and that we deal with the head on and that we don't allow holiday um, depression in any way to overtake us and to um, shift the perspective of our lives and whether or not um, we're going to continue to go forth. We have so much to accomplish, especially us joy finders, those that have been on this podcast. We have um, businesses to launch. We have visions to, um, we have visions to birth and we have things to accomplish in 2018. We're almost there. So we should end this year off with a bang. Don't wait till 2019 to say, I'm going to start fresh. I'm going to start positive. Start now. Go out there and get that sun, get that rest, get everything you need to get now. Don't wait till 2019 because 2019 isn't promise. So start now. Um, the way you start a year is how you f- finish a year. Yeah. Well, 
I want to also say thank you to my wonderful husband for being a co-host. Thanks, babe. No problem. <laughs> you guys want me to be here more often or to take over the show? Just let me know. Leave a comment on her um, podcast and I will gladly take over. <laughs> Um, if this is your first time listening and you don't know where to find us, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at the Moments of Joy podcast. If you are looking to connect with me, my name is Camille Joy on Instagram. And you can check out our website at Camille-Joy.com. And again, guys, thank you so much we're gonna end this year with uh, another a few more special guests i have some wonderful people coming up and i'm excited about the end of the year guys thanks for listening again and we'll see you next week bye joy finders later y'all